G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. For many of us, growing up in a Christian home, having been part of a church, learning how to live a balanced life with an identity and with a purpose that's shaped by God and grounded in Christ, is one of the most valuable attributes of our lives. But not everyone has the sense of wholeness And some of us need a little extra professional help along the pathway of change. Well, our next guest over these next few minutes is about to launch two books this weekend. They deal with God-centered personal growth and transformation. Dr. John Warlow is an adult, child and family psychiatrist and has developed what is known as the Christian Wholeness Framework. The two books he's launching this weekend are called The Cure for Life. Uh, part one is about a God-centered transformation. Part two is about God-centered relationships. John Warlow is joining us. Hello, John. Welcome along to 2020. Neil, thank you. It's just such a privilege to be involved as well. Well, John, congratulations on the first two books, but this is two books out of three that you have planned. And uh, I guess when you're talking about three books uh, like a trilogy, I imagine uh, part two grows beyond part one and part three is going to complete the set. Uh, What are your thoughts about uh, these two that you're launching this weekend and and, uh, the one that's coming? That's exactly right, Neil. So part one, uh, The Cure for Life, God-Centered Transformation, is really for anyone, particularly anyone who wants to grow uh, in God-Centered Transformation, in Christian wholeness. And um, it basically unfolds a picture language for us to be able to apply to ourselves, but also in any situation we're involved in to move in the direction of Christian wholeness, indeed, as you um, said before, um, based on a Christ-centered approach. And the first book then takes people through these pictures, which then anyone can use for themselves or at home or at work, and pass pass that on. As they move on to book two, then it goes deeper, particularly into one of the shapes, which is the circles, which talks about the whole of us, spirit, heart, mind, body, and social, and also brings up a really helpful metaphor for relationships, which, again, anyone can use. John, oftentimes we're used to the idea of having our thoughts and our understanding about these things shaped through our local church, perhaps through our pastor or priest, uh, or sometimes with a counsellor. But you're a psychiatrist. What extra depth do you bring to understanding these types of things? And are there some of us who perhaps are a little more vulnerable and and needing an extra special, more professional way of shaping these things for our lives? Yes, I am a psychiatrist, Neil, and I'm an adult child and family psychiatrist. I do a lot of counselling and coaching as well as providing medication uh, where needed. 
what we're doing now with the picture language of the cure is we're taking it to, into homes, into churches. We've now developed an eight-week, two-hour uh, small group course based on this this language. So while I'm a psychiatrist on the one hand, and thus available for people who are struggling more in any part of their life, then um, while on the other hand, we're actually spending a lot of our time with healthy people, with churches, um, with families and so on, who can all benefit from this. When you talk about a God-centered transformation, uh, my mind goes to what other centered transformations might you have? (laughs) But there are all sorts of different variations, and some of those not so healthy. Uh, Getting the God-centered transformation uh, clearly is a priority. It's the whole purpose of this picture language. It's not just so we can have another language to talk, but it is to, is to have one which is not self-centered, but God-centered. It, it's like um, in Genesis 11 with the Tower of Babel. God looked down and saw that nothing would be impossible to them. Why? Because they were speaking the same language. However, they were on a massive construction project but building um, a monument for themselves, very self-centered. We can sometimes build our lives and even our uh, visions, our ministries, our passions in a self-centered way. What this uh, framework does, it helps us to actually move from a self-centered monument, if you want, or a self-centered construction project or a self-centered life to a God-centered life where by speaking a common language, maybe also there might be an element of that where nothing will be impossible to us. Um, On this occasion, not to build a self-centered life, but to build a God-centered life, a God-centered family, a God-centered church, um, a God-centered mission uh, or place of ministry. John, what do you mean by a picture language? Uh, for those listening in to us talking on a radio interview today, uh, what does a picture language look like? <laughs> Thanks. Well, firstly, we talk about the cure. The cure actually is is uh, an acronym uh, for, for for four steps. And so one of the first pictures, as it were, is the steps. And it's so important, for example, that we connect and understand see and you, if you like, before we respond to others. So often we actually respond to others, try and fix others without connecting and understanding. We all know what that's like, not good. Mm. <laughs> um, so the first picture, as, as it were, or the base on which we put the shapes, which um, is on these steps. Let me just briefly talk about the shapes, which I find so helpful in my life and also so, so many others do. These are all God-centered shapes. The first is the shape of the triangle. How the, and it's really an illustration of Mark 12, 30 and 31, how that we should love God, our neighbors, and, and ourselves, that the triangle, as we live in a triangle uh, of relationships, it's going to become so much stronger. The classic place for that, Neil, of course, is in marriage, uh, where we talk about that threefold cord. And I know so much for myself, as does my wife, Jill. But for that third cord, God, Jill, and myself, I think we would have 
not lasted nearly as long as we have and have a productive life um, as we have. So the, then we move on from the triangle to the neck shape, which is the circles, which again is illustrated in that great commandment to love God, our neighbor, and ourselves. But with all our heart, these are like concentric circles, Neil, going outwards, our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and then right out into our social circle, loving our neighbor as ourselves. And these, these circles um, can, can be going well, or sometimes they're not going well. We might have social problems or physical problems. We might have psychological problems. And for us to grow in a God-centered way, starting off with our spirit, the central circle, we need to be moving towards God, God being allowed to come into every part of our life. Um, those are two of the ones, and there's a couple more, but I'm, I'm not sure how it's going from um, from your point of view at the moment. Well, it gives us a good idea, and really is refreshing to hear that there are different approaches rather than sit down and read this book or answer these questions, because clearly this approach is a little bit unique. And have you found that when you're using this in a small group or with individuals or with people who are cross-culture and perhaps don't have uh, English as a first language, is this a way that you can really cut through some of those things that are blockages and you can communicate these things more clearly? The surprising thing about this, Neil, is absolutely yes. It cuts across uh, culture, it cuts across age and gender. We can use it in any context, whether it's in a small group in a church or even in a whole-of-church setting. And we can actually apply it to our own personal lives as well, whoever we are, whatever culture we are. And because it's a picture language, just like any language, it starts off very simple and easy. So like with this, it's a very simple and easy language to to learn. But then as we grow in it, we can actually use it in a more complex way to the point that me, that my, for myself as a psychiatrist, I actually use it in, in, a, in the complex situations which I face in, in, my, in my practice. So while on the one hand it's a universal language, surprisingly it's a unique language which can actually speak to any individual in their own unique situation. Well, John, when someone comes to faith in Christ, sometimes people think of that as the end, but that really is the beginning. And oftentimes there is a pursuit then that can be a lifelong pursuit for wholeness. And there are things that change in our lives. When you're participating in this type of program that you've come up with, is it like an acceleration to understand and to reach places of wholeness that we might not have reached if we're just paddling along? You know, the shapes really allow someone to see in a very simple way um, how we, what happens when we become Christians and also what happens after we become a Christian. And how, as it says in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, therefore, because of what's happened in the previous chapters in Romans, we can offer our minds and uh, our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, and our minds can be renewed. So these shapes actually don't just speak to evangelism and coming to Christ for the first time, 
but they also speak to that ongoing process of discipleship and sanctification as we become followers of Jesus and become transformed in a God-centered way. Well, Dr. John Warlow, great to hear of the way you can apply your own professional training uh, to be so helpful in understanding what happens when we become Christians and the pursuit of wholeness in those years to come. Let me point people to these books that you've written and just to mention that there is a launch of the first two books and a third is on the way. The books are called The Cure for Life. Part one is about God-centered transformation. Part two is about God-centered relationships. The launch is on this weekend and for people who are in southeast Queensland, you might be able to be a part of it. The book launch is on Saturday at 3 p.m. at Creek Road Presbyterian Church in Carina in Brisbane. So, Saturday, 3 p.m., Creek Road, Presbyterian Church in Carina. For those who are not in southeast Queensland and you want to get a hold of these books we're talking about today, you can find them on Amazon, you can find them at Kurong Books, or you can check these books and get a hold of them from Dr. John Warlow's website, drjohnwarlow.com. DRJohnWarlow.com John, uh, all the best for the launch on Saturday. Thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and tell us about your books today on 2020. Neil, thank you, and I hope and pray that this will be a blessing to uh, the people who listen uh, to Vision Radio. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.